Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are recording Mr. Mark Morano in a... Yes, there's many eras of this podcast, and this is the first episode in the post-Twitter era. I don't know why I'm surprised or acting like it's a big deal when I get banned from a big tech platform every six months or so. I don't know why I still act like I didn't see it coming. But uh, I've had you on here before. We've talked about your books and Great Reset. We've talked about ESG. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the, the green fraud. And really, I mean, you almost have to you almost have to hand it to them in that the mask is just slipping off. More. And I say that sarcastically because they deserve no respect, but I sort of almost respect the demons for just being like, listen, it's about it's about changing the temperature, but we have to have less people. Three hundred thousand uh, white people need to die every day and yeah. we need to redistribute wealth. And it's like that's not even that's going to your parents and saying, like, listen, I've got a new homework assignment and I need a Nintendo cookies and a bunch of video games. And it's like I almost applaud the bullshit. <laughs> well, they're just, it's so it's literally a first of all it's a green energy utopian vision that they have so yeah. you can't actually argue any of the points with these people because non falsifiable yes they cuz they compare like it's the same with socialism versus capitalism you would argue over socialism or capitalism and they would look at capitalism warts and all and any problems in society blame it and then socialism is presented as a utopian vision that's perfect so capitalism will lose every time in that kind of argument same thing when you talk to someone about renewable energy oh we're gonna have this and the energy's the prices are dropping and it's surpassing fossil fuel it's like oh it is 82 percent of our global energy is still fossil fuels if you go back 100 years over 80 percent of our energy was still fossil fuels key thing and this is interesting to you, at goldman sachs official which i don't normally like quoting goldman sachs but jeff curry there, uh, this is their. Uh, I think he's a vice president of development. This is huge news that's just breaking here. He's the economist, global head of the commodities research on global investment. Told CNBC that we've had 3.8 trillion dollars of investment in solar and wind through Obama's uh, green energy and through all the federal mandates and through states and through for everything you can imagine. Federal 3.8 trillion dollars. And it's moved our fossil fuels from 82% of our energy to 81% of overall energy. We did it, everybody. Wrap it up. $3.8 trillion to reduce it 1%. And he's not finished because the Ukraine sanctions and the war is now bumping back up. It looks like it's exceeding 82% again. So we're back to where we started. Now, where did that money go? CBS News will tell you. They told us that the first Obama stimulus, I think over 70% went to Democratic donors. And that is where this is. This is from the don't. This is a reward for Democratic investment donors and some Republican donors. A lot of Republicans go along with this as well. And this is a literally one of the greatest boondoggles we've ever done, because I make the case in my book, Green Fraud, if solar and wind were so incredible and already beating the pants off of fossil fuels and Al Gore says it's a great opportunity. Fantastic. Let it happen. The day we can go buy a solar panel, put it on a roof and get off the grid, 
We don't need $3.8 trillion to do absolutely nothing over the last 10 years. And that is what we're dealing with right now. This isn't about energy revolution. It's not about the climate. It's about a money laundering scheme. And that's what my book, The Green Fraud, why the Green New Deal is even worse than you think. And by the way, the reason it's even worse than you think, besides all the traditional reasons you would think, is because COVID has now shown the climate activists and the United Nations and the World Health and the Democrats and all the people pushing climate campaigns that all you need to do is declare climate a public health issue, and then you can abuse emergency powers, bypass democracy, use even more executive orders. Joe Biden said to declare a national climate emergency, according to Associated Press, after the midterm elections. This will give them 130 executive powers. This will give mayors and governors the same kind of powers, and they'll be able to ban cars, close gas stations, control more thermostats, as we've seen recently in Europe and in Colorado and the U.S. So this is what we are dealing with, and, and we are in it in the battle of our lives right now. There's no time in my lifetime that's been this consequential uh, and I'm sorry, I'm not buying that 9-11 was that consequential, that 19 hijackers or, uh, came and changed the American life forever. It changed our life, all right, but it changed it for the worse with a massive surveillance state, 9-11 emergency powers, the Patriot Act, massive endless wars. So in terms of uh, this, this is our biggest consequential thing, the COVID public health emergency, following now by the climate public health emergency. Uh Peter Dale Scott talks about it in his book. I think it's the war conspiracy um, about the Cause one of, one of my favorite just personal things to read about, I just think it's fascinating is continuity of government, the nuclear bunker system, the uh, you know, the, the succession levels, the, I just think, you know, it's not a pro or anti anything. It's just, I think the preparation's interesting. I just, it just kind of, it tickles my mind, but um, Peter Dale Scott makes the uh, hypothesis that, Continuity of government, though, started under Eisenhower and, you know, about maintaining and surviving through a nuclear war was later worked on directly by none other than Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld, I think, during the H.W. Bush administration and actually starts to lay out, well, instead of it being a backup thing, what if we ushered in something to allow this emergency? Because it allows for a lot of the, a lot of people don't know a lot of the surveillance stuff that came right after 9-11 it's in there. So under Eisenhower, whenever they do these like mock scenarios, right, we do a yeah. mock drill. Everyone go to Mount Weather, you know, Dulles would be there and James G. Zangleton and, you know, all the historical figures, they would have mock drafts. And it was about like, hey, when this happens, here's a bill that turns, for instance, the uh, post office into like a vaccination delivery system and also a morgue for bringing out the dead. Yeah. Here's a thing that says that we're going to we have a list of uh, people that we want to watch that may be trying to usurp the government during a moment of weakness. So this is all part and parcel. And one of the things Peter Dale Scott puts forward is and a lot of people don't know this is that all the surveillance we got right after 9-11, that stuff was on the shelf, which then begs yeah. the question, are these emergencies fomented? And I've been pretty undecided on 9-11, seeing covid and seeing the war games leading up to covid and now watching in real time uh the climate emergency it really starts to red pill you where you go oh they're making the emergencies happen well 
I, it's a great question. I avoid that, and for obvious reasons. I, you know, I don't think a the government's competent enough necessarily to, to play like a nine eleven. Sure. But I, quote I mean, in, in in general, I'm not saying nine eleven because I'm I'm still not I'm still not yeah. set on that. I but mean, but I think here's general. the thing. Here's the way I t- approach it. Like in the book, sure. my book, The Great Reset: Global Leads. I quote Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who actually says. Was COVID, you know, planned? Was it released specifically for this? He said, I don't know the answer to that question. But what it is, is, and I and I actually have a lot of stuff to support this, is it's a, a sort of, they set up a framework, just like uh, any other hunt, hunter going after, a predator going after the prey. Um, you You wait, you sit and wait. And so when that, you know, other animal walks by unsuspecting and you pounce on it and kill it, you can't say, oh, you know, was that animal diverted there so that the predator could kill it? No, it's sort of just the opportunism. They're gotcha. waiting. They're waiting for a 9-11 to happen. They're waiting for a virus outbreak. They're waiting for, you know, a bad weather event to jump in and climate ambulance chase. Uh, and this is this is how they work. It's never let a crisis go to waste. But the key is, and I want to say, luck is opportunity and preparation combined. Uh-huh. So it's not that they, oh, just got lucky and were able to impose this. They're planning decades in advance. So in the book, for instance, on COVID, I show you in the Great Reset book, you can go back to 2010, Rockefeller, fast forward eight years, and then you had the Gates Foundation, you had uh, John Hopkins, the World Economic Forum, doing what three separate dry runs in that decade. And all of them had to do with lockdowns, mask mandates, and uh, shutting down the global internet to prevent misinformation. You could actually see everything that happened. These were not official government policy. These were just training exercises that people would have fun with, but they were elaborate. They involved actors, they involved fake newscasts, they involved really, and they're really slickly produced like a Hollywood movie. And I, and, I, and I put the links, I have 90 pages of footnotes. You can go and see that. So when you look at that, you don't have to say like, gee, they were just waiting for it. And then if you look at, there's a video out there that's really creepy. It's Bill Gates saying, just wait till the next pandemic. Yeah, wait till the next one. And he has this really gr- gr- evil grin on his face, kind of like he knows what's going to happen. I think it's not that he knew it was coming necessarily out of a lab, although there's evidence I mean, that, that, that they were intentionally released. But it was that he couldn't wait for the opportunity to do all the work that they had essentially you know, dry run out over the last decade and they were able to pounce. And the same thing if you look when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, look at what they've done now with domestic surveillance on U.S. citizens. Go back to the Patriot Act, 2001. Remember, that was passed. That was only going to be on foreign nationals, people suspected of terror. It would never be used on American citizens. Fast forward, now you have parents at school board meetings declared a domestic terror threat by our Justice Department, subject to all sorts of, you have FBI raids of people protesting abortion. It's insane. And so it's all about abuse of emergency power. And so that to me, the Republican Party, led by Kevin McCarthy in the House and Mitch McConnell in the Senate, first of all, vomit-inducing, both of them, separate story, though. If they had done this commitment to America, the number one thing should have been, well, it should have been things like stop 
abuse of emergency power. We need a emergency power reform where, in other words, we're still living under the 9-11 emergency power. We're still living under the COVID one. And you can bet when Joe Biden declares a national climate emergency, that will be endless as well. There's no criteria mm -hmm. in which we've solved the climate. So what we need is the leadership of the Republican Party to stand up and say, we need specific criteria in which to invoke a climate, I mean, sorry, any kind of emergency power. We need a time limit that strictly expires. We need the legislator involved to extend anything because what's happening now is mayors, governors, presidents, prime ministers can just keep extending it without having to worry about democracy. And this has turned the once free West into the Chinification, uh, a once free West into Chinese one party rule. And that is why the Green New Deal essentially is worse than you think. And that's why also the Green New Deal has never been voted on, never scheduled for vote. It was introduced in Congress and it died. No one even did anything with it. Why? Because they don't need no stinking vote. They don't need no stinking democracy. Biden is imposing the Green New Deal through every single cabinet agency. He's imposing it through executive orders. They're imposing it through the SEC and the Treasury Department and defunding fossil fuel projects. And... Um, and through environment and social governance type practices that are defunding it even more. And so the Inflation Reduction Act, so named to sort of be a misdirection, also is basically an, uh, imposing the Green New Deal. And of course, they, Bill Gates was involved lobbying Senator Joe Manchin, who I was actually very impressed that he held strong initially, Joe Manchin, and he held strong until he didn't. And now this is going to be a huge deal down the road because this is going to fund absolutely all of these operatives in this uh, uh, function and, and of the green energy movement. So this is going to make it a more, even more formidable foe to fight politically right now. Um, To go back to uh, what you said, and I I do always try to be careful to make sure I let people know. Oh, yeah. I, I speak for me, not for the author, whoever the author is that I'm interviewing. Um, And to clarify, no, I don't, I don't think 9-11 was pulled off by that. I just don't, it's not that I don't think they'd be willing. I don't think they're capable. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably more aptly worded is there are plans for emergencies, a terrorist attack, a a pandemic, a and they could have happened in any order. They got lucky yes. with 9-11. They got lucky there. You know, there could have been all sorts of things, you know, just like there are war. There are war games for not just what, if China invades Taiwan. We've had war games since the 50s for what happens if Mexico invades Canada. Like they they just. Yeah. That's part of the preparation. And it's it's not all evil. Unfortunately, there are some evil demons at the top who who do use it for that case. And much like the war on terror, there is no sure we withdrew. You have to understand that not only was a war never declared, we have declared war since World War Two. But George W. Bush was very uh, was very clear in 2001 that there was going to be no end to the war on terror. There's a reason why under those same decrees that we are still droning in Yemen and in North Africa, it's never going to end. And the idea that it is going to end is laughable. So well, that... I just want to say on that point, though, I, I have to be careful here because I, I don't want to upset people on issues that aren't, aren't related to you don't want to drive them away from the important. I do. But I, I will you. say this, though, that I, I, I hate to use the word load, but George Bush, Dick Cheney, I look back and I think. You know, I think they were right. The left was right about Dick Cheney being essentially using Halliburton for war. hundred percent they were. I mean, it's incredible. You look back at all that and you, I think you got an us them mentality. And because the liberal media hated them and the media isn't is it is liberal in the sense, but it's more of a corporate media versus the, the establishment corporate defending the establishment versus the non-establishment. So what I'm finding is I just came back from a London 
climate debate at a Dav- the called the Green Davos Forum in London. Oh, Jesus. And one of the panelists I debated used to be part of the Club of Rome, which was this <laughs> development group, but he no longer is. But we ended up agreeing on stuff because he's opposed. He, he left the Club of Rome, but he was opposed to net zero. He called it the opi- opium of the masses. He was opposed to the UN agenda. He was accused of the anti-development agenda. He was opposed to climate lockdowns. So it's almost amazing how you can now form these new alliances with people you used to look at and say like, oh my God. But now, of course, this conference I went to, included all the usual suspects of people that, you know, promoting the whole UN agenda. But what was interesting is they estimated up to 40% of this audience. These were entrepreneurs, business activists, trying to get money and subsidies and mandate money from the government and also investors for so a lot of great projects, helping the developing world, putting, sure. you know, cleaning up and new ways to do uh, trash or water treatment, et cetera. But it's a, it was amazing that we got voted to have our panel extended, the speaker after us. Uh, uh, At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. ...his speech because the audience was so hungry to hear the other side and to not hear the pablum, the baby food that they just hear over and over and over again. It was a huge eye-opening for me that these people, it's hard to, you can't just, even though it was dubbed a Green Davos form, you can't just condemn all the participants there because they, uh, we're estimating up to 40 percent were with our message it was me and, and lord christopher monkton debating it and we went on great britain news tv afterward and yeah. talked about us it was incredible so all i'm saying is i i would have considered robert f kennedy jr one of my foes in the past i interviewed him in 2014 sure. he wanted to jail all climate deniers yeah, yeah. war criminals. so but it's it's amazing now if i went to the actual davos forum I think they're purely the, the leaders of that are evil. And a lot of the people that go in, ter- in terms of the media and corporate and a lot of the government officials are, are definitely on the wrong side of history. But I bet a lot of the lower, especially the business end, are going sort of because they have to and they might be going with a cringe on their face. So rather than demonize them, I'm, this is, you know, this is what my new thinking is. We need to start reaching out to people, giving them a lifeline where they can start criticizing it. Kind of the way Tulsi Gabbard has come around now, uh, you know, with a lot of her previous views. And we need to we need to give people a lifeline to escape. And I met so many contacts at this Green Davos Forum of people who basically want to help the environment, but they don't want to be associated with the United Nations, the World Economic Forum. No, and that's that's a very important form of thinking. And it's uh it's also not only is it maturity, it's also being pragmatic. I mean, despite being, you know, human beings that have walked on the moon and we're right now we're using flat screen light speed Internet to talk to each other. We're yeah. still human beings that worry about how we look. We still uh, we still have egos and we still get embarrassed. And no one, it doesn't matter if you're a, a billionaire CEO or if just some, some dude cooking hot dogs, we all have egos. And that is an important thing is to realize, like, I look back and I go. I was wrong. You're absolutely right. They, the Dick Cheney, Halliburton, KBR, they went in and they raped those countries, killed a million and a half civilians, put a seven trillion in debt. And I have several friends who have been physically maimed from those wars. You have to go and go. I was wrong. You can't just go in and say you're a fucking idiot. Unfortunately, you have to say I was wrong. 
Now, I was at a recent conservative dinner, and I made this comment similar to what you just said. Oh, they'll hate you. And unfortunately, people are said, you know, my you know, well, there's the husband served in the war, was injured. You're telling me, and it gets very heated, very emotional, yeah. very ugly, very quickly. And it's yes. not, it does not make for good dinner time conversation. Let but me just... <laughs> it's, the, it's the only way that you're ever, yeah. not you individually, I mean, you the, yeah. at large, is ever going to make any sort of reconciliation and new alliances to go, hey, you were right. I was the the corporate media lied about weapons of mass destruction. And then you can yeah. parlay that into going, why wouldn't they be lying about this? So I, and I, and that's what I want to do is forge. I have a chapter in my book devoted to people we can form alliances with Naomi Wolf, the mm-hmm. former Clinton Gore advisor and feminist uh, who's now said, if I had known Biden was for lockdowns, I never would have voted for him. She's become a champion against these emergency powers, against this dictatorship that's authoritarianism. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Russell Brand, Hollywood socialist yeah. actor. He yeah. used to be the butt of jokes all the time. I know. Like, He's like the most articulate spokesman out there against the World Economic Forum and against globalism. Jimmy Dore, he was on the Young Turks. He's probably my single favorite progressive leftist, left-wing person who's the most articulate. And he's even accurate on things like uh, January 6th. He says this was not an insurrection. This was just a, a, a essentially a protest that got out of hand. And if there was an insurrection, they didn't find any, they didn't find weapons and guns on these people. This was clearly not some planned insurrection. But it's amazing. To, to watch him and to watch uh, everyone from Glenn Greenwald. And I go through even people like Vandava Shiva, who uh, is the bane of many you know, pre-market environmentalists, but she gets it when it comes to what Bill Gates is doing and to what Facebook is doing and Mark Zuckerberg when it comes to food and farming. And I quote her extensively in the book. So even though you may not agree with someone and even though they may be diametrically opposed on certain issues, on larger issues that are more important. It's not about left, right anymore. It's about freedom versus tyranny. And I think we need to make new alliances. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I've had on here several times that Dr. Oddity Bargava, the head of MRNA research at UCSF medical school, she was on, she worked on the Biden campaign and has come on this podcast because she personally was disgusted by the idea of a president making people feel less than for not being vaccinated. Like, and it's, And the important thing to do is when those people start to see how they've been betrayed is not to do the worst thing you can do is I told you because now you're just an asshole. And don't be surprised when all of a sudden they clam up. You have to go, hey, I got a fast one pulled on me, too. They they dress it in the flag and they say it's for this. And it's that much worse when you have a friend who served and they go, you're saying it was all for naught. Yes, it is that much worse because it also harmed my friend. So, like, we have you have to put that aside and go like. These people don't care about any of us. It is not left versus right. It is about a a hyper elite that want to control everything. Exactly. And as you always say, and as my buddy Stoli always says, the carbon they want to reduce is you. There's a reason they yeah. loved COVID so much. If CO2 levels dropped, which you point out in your book isn't even fucking important, plus just the dolphins are returning to Venice. Yeah. yeah. What's the one common thing about this is there is no human activity and they are just licking and their chops at that. that. Huh, yeah, and, where's this gonna go? Yeah, and in fact, I think since I last talked to you, uh, I can simplify this whole thing that's happened. It's because so much has happened in the last uh, six to eight weeks. They're intentionally, obviously, collapsing our energy supply. Mm-hmm. I mean, globally. And they were go- we're looking at now Europe saying that firewood is more valuable than gold. We're looking at Europe fearing, because they're going to be burning wood because they can't afford electric bills. We're looking at Europe fearing the winter for the first time since before the Industrial Revolution. We're going back to primitivism. We are looking now at California 
facing mass blackouts. We've seen, and, and I alluded to it earlier, in Colorado, during the energy emergency in late August, they had the thermostat controls by the energy utility mm -hmm. come in. And these people who get smart meters like, oh, they're so much more efficient. Really? Well, guess what? You're no longer in control of your heating and air conditioning in your home. But don't worry. It's all to save the planet. Do you feel good about yourself now for saving the planet when you're melting in a heat wave or freezing this winter and the utilities overpowers your, uh, your thermostat? I mean, this used to be the stuff of science fiction, the outer limits, you know, don't touch that dial back in the 1960s. So, so they're intentionally collapsing energy. They're intentionally collapsing our food supply. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing here, literally they're going after high yield agriculture. They're going after meat eating. They're, they pick the Netherlands as their big promo case in Europe because they're the number one exporter of meat in Europe. Now, why would you go after the number one exporter? Because you want to make meat, in the words of the United Nations, World Economic Forum, you want to make meat rare and expensive treat. Not at the Davos Forum, not at the UN summits, but you want to make it for the for the masses. We're the unwashed masses. So that's the other thing. So then they're also intentionally collapsing uh, our, our transportation system, and they're doing it without democracy. You had Gavin Newsom issued an executive order banning gas-powered cars. The California Air Resources Board follows up unaccounted, unelectable bureaucracy and says by 2035 you can't have any you know, anything can't sell gas-powered cars. This is intentionally creating car shortages. So you're going to end up with a situation like in Cuba, where you're going to have vintage car capital. 17 yes. states followed California. So, and you're also going to end up like East Germany, you know, where the well, government said you only one car is allowed. The East, a crappy East German Trabant, and people would be on waiting lists for years for and this years. crappy little car uh, that you know they would have to be forced to buy by the government. We have not advanced. We used to look at that and, and feel sorry for the people of East Germany. Now we're watching it because it's not just California. 17 states follow that. In addition to that, the World Bank, former president at a World Bank meeting, wants to stop global finance to automakers for gas-powered cars. You have a ba corporate bank in Australia wants to end car loans for anyone buying a gas-powered car. And so then you also have the collapse of our uh, free speech and our uh, any you know, First Amendment rights. And I like to say government censorship, I'm sorry, big tech censorship is government censorship. Yes. We now know, even just today and, and last week and three weeks ago, all the Freedom of Information Act requests are finally uh -huh. coming out. We're uh, seeing COVID. deep collusion, which used to be called fascism, corporate government collusion. Uh, <laughs> of course, not anymore. Now it's called democracy. Yeah. Uh, but we see in it openly where the White House is saying, get rid of these people on end. They're gone. Go to this website. We're on it right now. I mean, they openly colluded. We now know what happened with the Barrington Declaration, how Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins, the public health of federal government, literally went out to the media and said, let's make these people fringe epidemiologists. Fringe. Harvard, Stanford won a Nobel Prize. One of them won a Nobel Prize. This was your fringe epidemiologist, not Anthony Fauci, who literally was a, a, a government bureaucrat for 40 plus years and has never impressed anyone with his great intellect or prowess on, on even in public health matters. So this is what's happening, and that's the bottom line. And it's all by bypassing democracy because no one voted for lockdowns. No one voted for mask mandates. No one voted for uh, uh, vax mandates. No one voted uh, for electric car bans. No one voted for censorship. No one voted to ban meat. No one voted to ban high yield agriculture. This was all imposed by executive orders to emergency powers through a net zero agreement imposed by judges in the case of the Netherlands. And it's spreading now in terms of uh, the food issue as well. So that's the thing. They don't want any vote 
because if people voted, you'd have very different outcomes. They're doing this for our own good. And that's why the Green New Deal is essentially worse than you think, because with COVID and climate and energy, they can now, without having to worry about congressional hearings, House of Representatives, they can just literally start imposing this, and especially when these uh, states and cities get these emergency powers under the federal government to declare climate emergencies, 130 powers is what's been estimated Biden will get. They can just start doing stuff, just like China. Remember, China was praised by uh, Tom Friedman, the New York Times, the mm -hmm. UN climate chief, Justin Trudeau, as their great admiration for their basic dictatorship that gets things done. That's what they want to do. And they don't care about democracy because democracy slows them down. It's messy. And heaven forbid we disagree with what they want to do. They don't like that. And it's, um, you know, despite it all being evil, it would almost be a little less evil if the threat was real. Yeah. It'd almost be a <laughs> little less a reason for it. Yeah. If, you know, if uh, if an FDR character or a General Eisenhower brought you behind the scenes and was like, Mark, Tommy, shut up, sit down. Listen, yeah. these are the Nazis. They're going they're trying to build something called an A-bomb. You don't know what that is yet. They're going to nuke New York. We have to stop them. And that means we're going to work yeah. with the mob. You'd go, oh, shit, it really is evil. OK, you know, if Kennedy was like, listen, yeah, we brought back Nazis, but this is why, because the Soviets want to nuke you from orbit. You'd almost go. I, I get it. It's not, but I, I do get where you're, this well, is, it's not even there. They just, they want to eliminate you and they want to inherit the earth. It is this weird perversion yes. of like a, like a biblical doomsday. I'm not even trying to throw that in there, but it's well, like, it is a weird, like the opposite of they're, they're preaching utopia in order to get to it. We have to walk the masses off a cliff and we have to bring back society to a 200 years ago 300 we're going to eat if if bugs were a a good form of protein we would have figured it out well now. they are a form of protein but yeah and i've and i've seen actual reports and surveys on this poor people in developing nations who were ate bugs growing up once they attain a certain level of wealth you can they actually don't eat them the anymore. Clothes. They stop eating bugs. There are there's, there's something that's a primitivism <laughs> and a method of survival. But once you get it, it's not like, oh, I really crave those crickets. Hey, ramen's good. You stop eating ramen when you get a paycheck <laughs> and you go, now I can get some deli meat. Like, that's yeah, right. Exactly. A civic will do, but I'm going to take the Escalade if I can get one. Yeah. Like, and by the way, on insects, since we last talked, a couple oh of key developments. Uh, Australian schools and mm -hmm. Netherlands schools. This is a big thing. Thousands of school districts. And that was last night are introducing insects to kids at school. In the case of Australia, they put them in, they, in grease with powder. And it just looks like you're eating a potato chip, but it's made from crickets. This is what's known as a psychological operation, a psychop, because what they did, and you can see the psychologist and the, and the activist giving the kids this, the crickets and they have them on film. They're like, aren't these good? You need to go home and tell your parents that you can have a lot of these chips because they're health, because somehow they're healthy, I guess, because they're healthier than a potato chip because a cricket chip would be higher in protein. So these are like keto friendly chips, I guess, the lower in carbs, but you're eating insects. So what they're doing is they're normalizing this at a very, you know, in a, in a childhood elementary school development. And the same thing's now happening in the Netherlands. So this is how they're going to get kids. So by the, kid, by the time a kid is 12, 15, 18, like, oh yeah, I ate, I ate bugs before. That's no mm -hmm. big deal. Why is everyone freaking out? This is how they do it. They want to shut it down. And this is, this is why the importance of these psychops. And this is also, if you think back to 
uh, of what they did in terms of psychop with COVID. If you look at the public, I detail this in my book, The Great Reset, everything about a potential pandemic is you want to keep the public calm. You want to be rational and reason. What did they do in public health? They literally tried to Red alert. panic. Yeah. Spanish toll, like death tolls, basically saying we had to have tyranny and follow what China did and we were all going to die. They threw out the rule book. And the same thing is saying what the same thing with what Greta Thunberg says. I want you to panic. That's her famous line. Why? Because if you're panicking, you're not thinking calmly, not thinking, rationally. You're, you're not looking at all your options. You're not checking the evidence. You're just acting out of emotion. It's almost like when we were actually at a war and we did need to stay calm. We had in Britain, we had uh keep calm and carry on in the united states we have there's nothing but fe- there's nothing to fear yes. fear itself huh. and now it's like we have nothing but fear now it's lose you your mind you. run hide it's over yes. and then i mean and i always i always try not to like fall into this whole like you know it's it's like what tim dillon the comedian says about like david ike he's like the he's like the reason why i think david ike is a psyop is he goes, because everything he says is accurate. The world is controlled by bankers and a corporate fascist state. But then he goes one step further and says they're reptiles. And he was like, that would, yes. that's what makes me think he's spiking the well. So, like, I have to be careful when people are like, you know, there is a there's a green fraud. There's a green new deal. They're trying to take over the planet. And then people are like, and they're aliens and they're demons. And it's like, yes, no. That being said, there is something excessive about making you eat but does that not almost seem like a demoralization does that not almost seem like some weird occult shit and i i don't want to go into that because i don't want to discredit the argument but it's almost like one step further it's like it's almost it like a it is a form of breaking you mentally i was about to say it's it's a form of literally a, of imprisonment to show that you can do it this another example of that exact thought Philadelphia public schools said you're going to have to elementary school and high school kids had to wear masks the first 10 days of school and then the mandate would be lifted. Why would they do that? They did it to show that they are in charge and that they're in power. And if the masks ever have to come back, you've been psychologically conditioned to accept their authority. Like, oh, yeah, we had to do that at the beginning. I guess we have to do it again. It's that same mentality. And it goes beyond that. The other thing that's scary and this is important with the food issue Bill Gates, this has got almost no funding in previous years, but in recent years, we're now billions of dollars in funding for lab-grown meat. Now, don't uh-huh. confuse this with the Impossible Burger, the vegetable oil stuff Burger King sells. That's just, you know, veggie burger. It's gross enough, and that's got a lot of issues. Even the CNN nutrition is condemned. They cause major bloating and gas issues. Let's talk about lab-grown meat. This is meat that Bill Gates is behind. He is now America's number one farmland owner single farmland owner but good news is uh there was worry that china would have a farmland monopoly they're close on his heels but hey america believes in competition bill gates has edged out china now the question is who do you want to win that battle i think i'd rather (laughs) china win because we could probably get rid of china a lot easier than we could ever deal with bill gates given he given 300 million dollars to the media for all over the years for all his positive coverage but here's what he's doing as america's single largest farmland owner he has announced publicly in multiple interviews that he doesn't think that the West, Australia, Canada, Europe, United States, should eat any more actual meat from farms and that that has to come to an end. So he's going to have huge sway. What does he want instead? Lab-grown synthetic meat. What is that? I did a deep dive into this. and I'm going to have a special report at Climate Deep on my website soon. They get stem cells from cows, sheep, livestock, 
and then they get the fetal blood of the unborn of the same said animal. They mix it in a lab. It grows for months. It grows into sort of this amorphous blob. I don't even believe there's bone structure. It's just sort of like an invasion of the body snatchers blob growing. And it's got, it's got an immune, no immune system. So you have to be really careful. It might need to pump in antibiotics, all kinds of things to keep it healthy. Once it's harvested to the point where the scientists in the lab think it's ready, they then get preservatives uh, uh, and uh, food dye. And the World Economic Forum touts this, they'll get a 3D printer and then they'll print out the, the meat at several ounces per minute. And they'll, they'll make sure that the food dye, that the texture, and they keep playing around with different settings on a printer, kind of like, you know, quality, draft print, uh, color, uh, you know, page numbers, whatever you, you can make little adjustments. And so the World Economic Forum now says you'll be able to print this. So imagine we're going to face the day where you can get this lab grown meat. It'll come in some kind of, you know, printer ready solution and honey what's for dinner well i'm printing up the meat it'll be ready in about 20 minutes it's printing up about you know four ounces a minute we should have a you know enough for about 10 people for our dinner party tonight and they're going to print up this lab-grown meat in a in a uh, 3d printer i'm not making this up there's extensive articles there's videos on this this is exciting people and there's only one country in the world that's approved it for human consumption and i don't know why but it's sri lanka so that's a little trivia fact for you right there yeah nice little little testing ground <laughs> yeah, I'm so, what I guess is that the leaders were paid off by someone. Oh, well, I mean, of course, of course, <laughs> no guess. It's, of course, that's what it is. You know, yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the evidence for that. Yeah, though. we don't need the evidence when, like, when for whatever reason Congo allows the CIA to do our black site that's renditions right, yeah. there, or Congo <laughs> allows. Yeah, the China to come in and, and run cobalt yeah. mines. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, have children as young as eight and nine years old working in horrible conditions. Gee, I wonder how that happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. China when, when, buys up Africa. When Latvia lets us torture uh torture prisoners in a basement in an old decrepit Cold War building, it's not because they're gung ho about the war on terror. It's because <laughs> they because they got a pallet of cash. By the way, one little note, I've never I've watched both AOC, I'm sure your audience probably knows, you know, the AOC, the war, anti-war protesters at both of her town halls. Like uh -huh. part. I can honestly say, having watched them multiple times, there's not a single, I had to go back to make 100% sure, but everything those anti-war protesters said to her, I think I agreed with 100%. And I don't oh, think I could have said that five years ago. It's oh, sad. no, it's, it's hey, you got you to gotta be open to the change of like yes. strange, strange bedfell. It's again, World War II, the FBI going to the mafia in New York and being like, if you watch the docs, we'll give you like freedom after the war. All right, you know, yeah. just... All right, we're fighting the Nazis. Like whatever, you just kind of yes, yeah. you got to be open to that movement. Um, but hey, I will put the link to your book in the description. I always uh, put the link to your book in there. Okay, no, I got that. I always butcher. And that by the stuff. way, I now have multiple other sellers. I can give you a if you go to there's a I, I, I people a lot of people don't want to buy the book on Amazon, which gotcha. I really understand. You don't want to make Jeff Bezos, Richard, but there's also our website, cfac.org, uh, has a bookstore, and I can send you that link after. You if you could email me the link, or you I'll can copy buy it from the publisher, them. Regnery Publishing, as well, if you don't want to give Amazon the money. No, I, I know I have a lot of people that do throw in that caveat. They're like, if you don't want to turn Bezos into some sort of superhuman, but if you want it on Audible, it is there too. And that, that's a, you know, I took the information from Audible. I made it, I made it pact with the devil and Bezos. Yeah. So, you know, I'll have to atone for my sins. But, um, <laughs> I may, as always, man, I could talk to you forever, but I know you got to run. Um, 
I'll, I'll email you this one. Well, I'll, I will say this. I'm headed to Egypt in two weeks for the United Nations Climate Summit. Joe Biden will be there. It's at a seaside resort on the Red Sea in Egypt. So I'm looking forward to it because the U.N. does one thing very well. They know how to throw a party. And that's what this is going to be. And they're going to be celebrating caviar. And they literally do, they do articles in the U.K. media about all the fly in chefs and all the private jets. As Europe goes blackout, as the world is crushed, as food shortages hit, as lockdown effects hit, as the green energy, they're not going to feel they're going to have a great time. And I'm going to be there to document it. So, well, you know, when you read back about the French Revolution and you go, how are they so out of touch? And now you look at it and you go, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Let them eat cake. And then you go, oh, oh, yeah, no, I get it now. Yeah, like when I, you think of Gavin Newsom, right? He he bans gas-powered cars. What's he thinking? Well, he's thinking like Marie Antoinette. Instead of let them eat cake, he's saying let them ride the mass transit, let them ride the city bus, because that's all it's going to do is create car shortages, and then people are going to be forced not to be able to afford them, and then they're going to be more on mass transit. And guess what? That brings a smile to the face of every climate activist, because those people shouldn't have been driving cars anyway. And I document that. 1975, John Holden, Obama's future science are laments that people can get in their car, drive to a grocery store, buy a six pack of beer and drive home. It took 45 years and they're finally going to do something about that injustice that was identified by Obama's science are in 1975. Another kind of funny thing we'll see going forward is, um, as you see all those uh, Muslim, all those Muslim parents in Dearborn, Michigan, who uh, liberals are trying to get fired from their jobs and removed from school boards because they are against the teaching of like, sex acts to kids hey man uncle sam tried to root those people out for 20 years in their own country using bombs and it didn't work yeah. i don't know how the hell yeah, the yeah. bunch of fucking blue-haired liberals are about to tell these people that like hey your kids are going to learn about uh sex hey man yes all right <laughs> we just saw for 20 years that they will fight to the death and not only forever. that on that same vein the world health organization was pushing this pandemic treaty which was absolutely frightening Biden, Biden administration was all in this is last may it would have made a bill gates funded scientist at the who because he's the number one largest donor mm -hmm. besides the u.s government to do would be able to declare a pandemic and all the countries who participate have to go into an instant whatever the who recommends yeah yeah lockdowns vast mandates ban on travel give up sovereignty the idea is to get rid of the ron DeSantis outlier or sweden and get total unified response but what happened was the developing world countries worried over sovereignty issues and seeing how mad the rest of the country, they killed it at least this time around. So it's amazing how, you know, these, these, a lot of these poor developing countries see this globalist agenda, agenda as their enemy. The, the only issue there is can their leader, can they keep their leaders from selling them out? Highest attending delegation at these U.S. conferences are African leaders. Why is that? It's because of the United Nations is promising climate yep. cash to any of these developing world countries. In, order, in other words, they give you money to go against the interests of your own country's people. And literally, they give you money to stop you from developing, to keep you locked in poverty. The leaders are going to do very well. They'll get this money. They'll be able yeah. to buy estates. They'll be able to do re-election. They'll be able to build monuments and stadiums to themselves. And that's why... You'll see, and that's literally a documented fact. I have it at Climate Depot that the highest percent of of the Af of African nations attend these meetings because they're there looking for the money. The leaders. It's, a, it's not just Africa; it's other developing world countries too. Yeah. It's a special kind of evil. It's pedophiles are evil. Pedophiles that go after like mentally retarded children. You just look at them and you're like, oh, you you start to go, oh, I get the fire and brimstone idea. 
you i'm right, i'm I, and, i know we're running over yeah. i'm friends with a guy ba- uh, basil baz retired cia paramilitary operator tip of the spear They're, they do the shit that delta force doesn't do he's retired he has the association for the recovery of traffic children he hunt he's a real life john wick he just yeah. hunts down pedophiles and he says stuff he goes there's a certain kind of evil where you know what they're doing and the one thing he and the reason why i'm saying this is he goes when you sometimes you'll find like a pedophile and then you start to realize this person is actually mentally unwell like they don't dress they don't use the they like defecate on themselves and then part of your heart bleeds you go this person's just broken they don't they're actually they actually belong in an asylum he goes but the people that cover their tracks and slaughter and bury their victims and burn their bodies they know what they're doing by virtue of the fact that they hide it so when i see these things going on and you have to employ censorship and you have to employ secrecy back to the JFK secrecy speech. The very idea of secrecy in a republic is repugnant. That is how I know they're evil. Because if you if you if you're just throwing an idea, they throw it out there. See, it sticks, whatever. When you have to hide it, when you have to hide in a trench coat in a van and say, hey, little girl, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And you deserve what's coming. And that's my problem with this is they know what they're doing. They know who they're preying on. And to me, that is why I have no, there is no sympathy. There is no remorse. These, these people are evil. Um, but I will let you go. And I don't know if you can when you're there. I don't know what security is like. But, dude, I'd love to do a podcast with you when you're there at the uh, whatever. Yeah, we could possibly do that. Yes. That yeah, would be uh, sick. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll, whole you'll, week. The, you'll probably uh, get no-knocked by the Secret Service or something. Yeah. But... It's the week of the midterm election, so I have to remember to vote early. I may not remember to vote early. So I think I'm I think I'm moving, and I think, I'll, I think I'll have my studio set up probably by the time you're there. I would, dude, I would okay. love that. You know, if you get if you get arrested and killed by some Davos thugs, that will be bad, and I will mourn your loss. But, but I hope be, you exploit it for, you know. But it would be a great right. episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe I can do it from the Red Sea, on the shores of the Red Sea or something. That would be so, just get some background in, man. That would be yes, sick. Yeah. Hey, email me those links. I'll let you go because I know you got some stuff you got to do right now. I'll put the, right, the book you. in the description as well as the past books and your Twitter and all that good stuff. Short read, fantastic listen. Go listen to it. It really is worse than you thought. And it is far worse than anything they've conjured up before. And I think if you didn't believe this two years ago, everybody just witnessed the COVID debacle. You better believe they're going to try this. So, Mr. Murano, thank you so much. All the links be in the description. Till next time. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you.